3: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the Sports
4: Betting Network.
5: It is another hour of Live Bet Saturday here presented by BetMGM from across Las Vegas. On v the Sports Betting Network, I'm at the South Point Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. Ben Wilson with you with our producer, Matt Santos, behind the glass, joined by Paul Stone over at our Circus Sportsbook Studios off Fremont Street downtown. We'll be joined again by Jeff Parles from Mandalay Bay in a little bit. Paul, a very adventurous college football Saturday so far. And as we start to look at where the action is going into this late afternoon window, you've got a bunch of plays here for the games later on the card. One game we'll get a quick thought on that kicks off in about five minutes, though, in the very underwhelming big. 10 West, a league that has been more known for its comedy than for its good football long Minnesota, both very much in the mix for the big 10 West championship, at least to get into the big 10 title game. And as we were getting ready for kickoff here, our closing number, just getting this uh, updated on my screen, 31 and a half, your total Minnesota at home, about a two or so point favorite against Iowa. What have you made of, of these teams in general, like, uh, like Iowa and
3: Minnesota coming out of a big 10 West that has been so poor all season long. I'll tell you, first of all, and I'm not the greatest of historians Ben, but I don't know if I've, I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, a lower total than 31 and a half in a college football game and a power five game. There's probably a few out there, but you know, both these teams obviously have been hampered offensively. Iowa's gone back and forth between Spencer uh, Petras and Alex Padilla. Uh, They've missed Goodson, the running back who graduated off last year's team in Minnesota's offense. They also lost some firepower, but uh, Tanner Morgan, I saw earlier today uh, their quarterback, veteran quarterback, who's played a lot of football for the Gophers, he's out again this week. So, you know, the 31-and-a-half, I'm certainly not going to play under that, but uh, it stands to reason that this is going to be a uh, you know a typical uh, Big Ten black-and-blue football game with not a whole lot of points and just might go under that total. It's, so uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not involved here, but it'll be an interesting watch. Yo,
5: Floyd or Rosedale is on the line there in the rivalry game as we get into it. Into Clark, final two weeks of the regular season, a lot of rivalry games uh, going on. I know you, you, even though you said you're not a historian, I, I looked it up and you're not wrong. It's been, at least according to Caesar Sports, I saw a tweet from them. At least 20 years, lowest total going back to the past two decades of data that we have, and it could be even longer than that. But at least 20 years, this is our lowest total there, and and the smart, uh, respected betters at Circa they took this game under when it opened last Sunday from 32 and a half, going to close 31 and a half. Not a ginormous move by any means, but as we're a few minutes away from kickoff there at TCF Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. A lot of money to the under, as has been the case basically in every uh, Iowa game this year. So that's the game about to start. As far as our uh, games that are underway, you look at uh, some of the, the action around the country and with so many scares early on, we were really wondering how would Ohio State come out after Michigan, its arch rival, was nearly upset by Illinois today? You know, Buckeyes get the early touchdown, Paul, but uh, since then Maryland has stabilized, kind of like Illinois did earlier today. Field goal for the Terps, and Ohio State now backed up inside their own 20. 7-3 lead, 8:22 to go here with a 24-and-a-half spread right now. 64-and-a-half uh, is the total. I guess from the in-game perspective, and I know you're not a huge in-game guy in general, but are these the types of games where – if you watch, let's say, two drives from each team, and it's obvious that there's at least the ability on display from the dog to uh, play tough and at least limit wide open and, and large chunk places, are those the sorts of rare spots you would be looking to get uh, in-game when you consider how big that that large number is going to be considering the pregame spot?
3: Yeah, I mean, certainly. Certainly. Uh... I would tend to evaluate quarterback play. You know, if the quarterback, if they're running the ball at will, I should back up. If they're running the ball at will or if the quarterback uh, is making crisp throws and seems to find some confidence, you know, my tendency in game would be to look at the underdog. Of course it, uh, as you know, it's highly contingent on the in game line as well, but uh, you know, Maryland's shown flashes. So uh, this could be, you know, it's a long football game Uh, there. There's highs and lows and ebbs and flows and, uh, if Maryland gets the ball back here, uh, still just down four, you know, this game could be interesting uh, for much of the first half. Uh,
5: that's why I brought that up, especially for you, Paul, because as you talk about quarterback play, that's the one strength for Maryland. And Talia Tugavaloa and his gun off to a good start leads a nine play, 61 yard field goal drive, three of three, 44 yards on the drive. And uh, Maryland does force a third and 21, but I, uh, yeah, it's incomplete. So CJ Stroud, who took a couple of shots on that drive, uh, fourth and 21 now, and Ohio State has to punt it right back. So maybe a chance we saw this just tick down now to 20 and a half. Uh, there could be an opportunity uh, to get involved there. The other early results, too, Clemson all over Miami, 14-0 early, up to 26 and a half as I update the screen here on the live odds board. And Texas all over Kansas right away, 14-zip there. Uh, with up to sixteen and a half now. Live the other spot. I know Jeff Parles as we welcome him back in. He's sweating Kentucky. Jeff's a brave man. He, he did take the twenty-two and a half with the Wildcats. Uh, Jeff, all things considered, three nothing here with two thirty-four to go. First quarter. Georgia just had to stall in the red zone and kick a field goal. Uh, what do you make of your Wildcats there at Kroger Field so far?
4: Weird game because it started off with a fair catch on a kickoff that. Kentucky fumbled, and they had to start all the way back at their own four, have a nice drive, get stalled on a fourth and one of their own. Uh, Levis looks comfortable so far, though, Ben, and that's a good sign after last week where he was bad against Vanderbilt. And so far, he's looked pretty comfortable uh, against Georgia, as we know, the best defense in the country, numbered down sub-20 now. I don't know if I would hop in now, but uh, I— I, I like what I have. I like the twenty two and a half right now, as opposed to whatever we have whatever you have in game right now on the cats.
5: did you end up, uh Jeff? We were just talking with Paul on the Floyd or Rosedale game, Iowa, Minnesota. They just kicked off in Minnesota. Did you end up making a wager on this spot?
4: No, I did not a stay away Let's uh from but Jeff. just let's let just see how uh quickly this total gets us uh, sub twenty here, Ben. I just see how quickly that happens.
5: Uh, There are always the the spots, like we we mentioned, this show we're looking for in-game value specifically, and either you have games like in Kansas State, West Virginia, where the defense doesn't even get off the bus, and you have some games where there's no scoring between teams that you would otherwise expect there to at least be some. uh, Of the games that have resulted in that latter category. There are very few of them today, but how about NC State-Louisville, uh, Jeff? Nothing-nothing through a quarter of play here. Uh, just a, a bizarre start for a game that, as we looked at how the betting market came in, now, there was it was not expected to be a very high-scoring game today. Down to 43 or 42.5 was that closing number, with Louisville getting some market support, being bet from a field goal favorite up to minus 4.0. In this spot, there have been issues at quarterback injury-wise for both Malik Cunningham and Devin Leary throughout the season for both NC State and Louisville. But at what, what point do you think there is it's worth getting involved uh, to the over if, if there is one, Jeff? I'm just updating to see our, our live total. Don't have one right now, but as we uh, we update here, I am now seeing we are... Still not without a number. So I don't know when we're going to get a number, Jeff, but it's nothing, nothing at the end of one. Surely there's got to be a, a buy low spot on this over.
4: Is there? I mean, you're dealing with Jack Chambers at quarterback for NC State. You're dealing with a uh, Doman in there uh, with no Cunningham today for Louisville. So you're dealing with two backups. Uh, NC State struggled to score anyway, even when they had Leary against good competition this year. So, I don't, I don't think there's really a buy point here, unless if we just get so astronomically low uh, that you have to, to come in. I'm not sure what that number would actually be. Down to 34.5. Uh, right I
5: did just find it. Yeah,
4: that's not low enough I, yet. Yeah. Uh, and then, so uh, there may be an opportunity at some point, but not not at 34 and a half uh, and with uh, the way these offenses look.
5: Right. And what's like as as Paul just explained, you have to evaluate quarterback play, and do you think there's enough there? to advocate for a wager. I, you know, my general thought is we've seen both of these defense struggle mightily at times yet. Jack chambers, one of four for six yards and Brock Doman three of four for 14. So it's not like they are lighting the world on fire. Those two quarterbacks in this game right now uh, for NC state and Louisville. Uh, all right. As we start to turn ahead, get some plays from Paul here for the night slate. Uh, We were just talking SEC, Georgia, and Kentucky. Georgia, as we go to the end of the first quarter, will be uh, forcing Kentucky into a third and long up an early 3-0. Paul, we also have a, a number of teams, though, in the SEC that are right in that bubble spot just to try to get bowl eligible. And Arkansas is in a very unique spot this week, have been so banged up uh, and and injury riddled even though they did cover while losing outright against LSU last week. Uh, Hosting Ole Miss here, Rebels off that heartbreaking loss to Alabama last week. It's been about a two and a half point spread. We're down to two in some spots now with Ole Miss a short road favorite. Uh, What do you think about the spot for both these teams, Rebels and Hogs off tight losses?
3: Well, first of all, Ben, you know, I think it's fair to say that after last season's uh, nine and four campaign that the 2022 season, you know, thus far has fallen short of expectations uh, for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, in fact, as you guys know, the Hogs just five and five on the season, still seeking bowl eligibility, uh, and that coming after being ranked uh, 19th in the AP preseason poll. On Saturday today, when they host Ole Miss in Fayetteville, the Razorbacks are actually going to be trying to avoid. Their third straight home loss, and that's after uh, falling the last two weeks to Liberty and LSU by a total of just five points. Uh, Standout quarterback K.J. Jefferson, uh, as you recall, he didn't play at all against Liberty. Played last week against uh, LSU, but certainly looks something well below 100%. Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman, however, he said this week that Jefferson is getting healthier, expects him to play today and I expect uh, that we'll see a better version of K.J. Jefferson. You look at this old Miss team, and after being ranked as high as seventh nationally last month, the Rebels have lost two of their last three, uh, and that includes the home loss last week, 30-24 to 24 to Alabama. They only beat struggling Texas A&M by three points in their last road game. I think Arkansas gets a high spot on their uh, 2022 season. I think the Razorbacks went out right today, overall miss and we have look
5: we've seen uh, some money come well to the over jeff and i'd imagine that is kind of what paul's saying you expect a healthier jefferson or are you thinking the same thing from 59 now up to 67 and a half here
4: i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bother playing it i think it's too high now but these are two offenses when they're right and now that jefferson's in You don't really want to bet these teams under. We've already seen what Arkansas can do with a healthy Jefferson this year.
5: Especially with Ole Miss playing one of the fastest tempos as well in college football. When we return, we're underway in the late afternoon window. Chance for some more in-game action as Live Bet Saturday rolls along.
2: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win
1: a one-on-one concept. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the <laughs> Olympics, he's going to guard, and then on I'm top not of it, like that, see that.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from room crying, <laughs> crying, tears. I mean, he was in a
2: culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember you what know? I told you? I said, I said, OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because you didn't need it? Ain't <laughs> Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
6: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This
2: is Uncanny USA he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc
6: podcasts if you dare
3: this is live bet saturday on bsn the sports betting network
5: College basketball is in full swing, and now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. At over 400 pages, it's our biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson and Matt Humans, provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and break down all 60 coaching changes from last season. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today. At vcin.com slash subscribe. For both Paul and Jeff, I know you guys have in-game sweats right now. I've yet to get in on any action in in this current window here. We'll see if we have some opportunities, though. Uh, Paul, you're under in Texas and Kansas. From the Kansas perspective, it looks pretty good. Texas shutting out the Jayhawks so far. I knew you mentioned some of the concerns you had coming in with the injury issues at quarterback for KU, both as the starter in Jalen Daniels and the backup in Jason Bean. 14-0 14 nothing Texas, the issue here has been, Quinn Ewers looks pretty good if, if you're looking at the under uh, right now. 14 nothing. we're at 63.5 is a live total, so you're basically right on pace with your 64 there from pregame. And, uh, and a very interesting decision now for the, the Longhorns, fourth and four in Kansas territory, and they just drew KU offside to pick up a first down, so I'm, I'm sure that is going to turn into a sweat for you, Paul, over there at Circa.
3: I think it is. I think my best hope is going to be, you know, Texas's defense. Uh, Jalen Daniels did start the game, it appears, and uh, Kansas has not really moved the ball a a, a great deal in what I've seen to this point, but Texas's offense moving the ball at will on a, uh, you know, Jayhawk defense is obviously, despite their success this year, that has struggled, so uh, my uh, my fate rests with how few points Texas can hold Kansas to, and I think I'm going to need them to probably held them to about 14 or fewer. That that sounds about right. Texas up to 20 and a half in the live betting
5: market was a nine and a half point closer on the favorite. Daniels in, but ineffective. Four of seven, 19 yards to this point. Interesting quandary for you though, Jeff. We're at the half, Notre Dame and Boston College. You, You came in, you took over 42 in that spot for the Fighting Irish. 37, nothing. Notre Dame all over BC, what do you do now with a second-half line that we wait to, uh, to see populate in the market here in a game where Boston College has won a grand total, yes, of one rushing yard and 81 total yards with two turnovers already?
4: All right, so, so Ben, the first number just popped behind Paul. So, a 42 is supposed to be 21 second half. It's 17. So this has been way brought in exactly what I anticipated because Boston College has done nothing and Notre Dame, I mean, look, Notre Dame could very easily put the backups in. I, look, I probably will take a little bit of the under in the second half. I would like a little bit better than 54 (laughs) um, because that's just so astronomically low. But the way this has gone, Ben, I, Boston College looks like the 3-17, and that 3-7 and 7 team they are. I know they won last week at NC State. Uh, they don't look good at all. And Notre Dame, look, Notre Dame has struggled as a favorite this year. They are not struggling today. They have just, in every phase, have just smacked the Eagles around in what could have been a look at spot with USC looming next week.
5: That did open 17-and-a-half behind me at South Point. Quickly bet to the under. MGM does have a 17 and a half. And most other books I'm seeing 17 with juice over. So MGM by Jeff, you might have to go run, uh, run behind the counter to the window. I
4: might have to, I might have to bump into there. Mike
5: Perrani, who will be with us next segment (laughs) racing sports manager (laughs) over at Mandalay might have to give Jeff a little assist there as Notre Dame's up 37 rock on BC 22 carries as a team. 214 yards for Notre Dame, 9.7 yards per carry. Pretty solid uh, the last time I checked on that one. As we look at some of the other games from this late afternoon window now, coming down to the wire at the end of the first quarters here, and that's sort of that sweet spot as we sometimes talk about. Maybe there are some in-game betting angles. And uh, Guys, this, this is kind of a situation developing in College Park where Talia Tugavailoa just missed an open man for a touchdown. Oh, Maryland could have been up. Ohio State seven six. Buckeyes, uh, Paul, have had to punt now in the last two possessions. What do you make of Mike Loxley as a 26-and-a-half-point home dog kicking the field goal fourth and goal from the three uh, to make it a 7-6
3: game? Uh, that, an interesting decision, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't tend to probably criticize coaches as as much as some people do But man when you're when you're (laughs) that uh no I I mean it's it's fair game that that comes with the territory I don't mean that but you know when you're a four touchdown underdog essentially how many opportunities are you going to have even one play from the three-yard line to take the lead um, that relatively deep into the game for being a four touchdown underdog so I tend to agree with you in that case. That man, you've got to you got to take some shots if you're going to knock off, um, you know, Goliath. And uh, to to kick a field goal there and to to stay one point behind, I don't know if that one is the recipe to ultimately win the game. And maybe even more so, what type of message does it send to your team uh, that you're taking three when you're three yeah. yards out? I, th- I think you gotta you gotta try to s- get some momentum. You gotta take the lead. You gotta you got to do something a little bit unusual. And I think you gotta, you gotta be aggressive there. And, um, uh, I would have, uh, agreed with him, uh, even if he would have failed, I think you got to go for it there as a twenty-six and a half and point underdog. And that touchdown
5: that was a near miss would have been called back anyway due to an offensive hold, but at least give Maryland credit forced two straight three and outs on Ohio State. Do move the ball across midfield. We'll have a third down coming up down 7-6 end of the first quarter as we're about final, a minute there of the first period. 18 and a half live is Ohio State still healthy, respect in the betting market. 61 and a half year total. We're pretty much on pace that closing number of 62 and a half. I know Jeff uh, again, the dumbbell of the Week segment that we have on our Visan Megapod that is NFL talk does not include the college coaching, Jeff. But I got to think, I mean, come on, Loxley, what do you have? Have some cojones, man. What are you doing?
4: I mean, I, I that would have been a go for me, but look, I again, when Tungvalo has played well for Maryland this year, the Terrapins have been able to stay in games. I mean, Ben earlier in the year they covered against Michigan, that was even a game where, where, where Tally got hurt early in the game, so. Look, when Maryland has showed up, Maryland has been competitive against some good teams. Now you get what happened last week to them, where they completely no-show at State College, and Penn State just embarrassed them, so... Look, it just depends on what version of Maryland you get, and so far today, this version of Maryland should be more than good enough to cover to twenty-six and a half relatively easily here, Ben.
5: Uh, no question, at least on the closing number. Maryland also electing to punt fourth and five, just inside midfield. So give it to Ohio State backers at the end of the first quarter, seven-six. Uh, first half numbers also to the Terps, looking pretty favorable right now, uh, as as they only trail seven-six here. Through the end of one. Uh, Jeff, did I see a Will Levis interception in Lexington?
4: Sure did. Tried to fit it in double coverage. Nice play by Georgia to pick it off. A big return, but coming back uh, because of an illegal block on the return. So. Kentucky's had their opportunities. They've been in Georgia territory twice. They have no points. That's usually not a good recipe for staying in the game against the Bulldogs. Not
5: uh, Usually not. 14 and a half, though, live. You're ahead of that 22 and a half number, Jeff. We're at 38 and a half now with the total. Forty-seven and a half is your current number right now. Levis had gotten off to a good start, 5 of 6, 63 yards, but then throws the interception as we are just underway in the second quarter there. And, Paul, at least you got some help in Lawrence. Jayhawks limit the Longhorns is just a field goal on that last drive. So, Paul, again, sweating out that under 64. Longhorns up 17-0 on the Jayhawks right now and laying 20.5 live. 61.5 is the total. But we were talking SEC here a second ago. Paul, looking at where Georgia is at right now. We're not sure where this number is going to go on Tennessee as far as to make the college football playoff, but that's all just assuming they take care of business tonight as the Vols are pretty healthy favorites in one of our marquee primetime games on the night card. You don't have a play in this game specifically, Paul, but as we look at where the market is gone, a lot of action today to the Vols all the way up now from 20 and a half to 22 and a half on the road going to Columbia, South Carolina and taking on the Gamecocks a spot at all that you give uh, South Carolina a
3: chance to keep it within those three scores? You know, not really. Of course you can never tell Ben, but they just, they don't seem to be, I don't like the trajectory, obviously of where South Carolina is right now. They're not, they really haven't improved as the season's gone on. Uh, they obviously are limited uh, offensively with uh, Spencer Rattler and, and company. Uh, there on offense. I think the running backs are still out this week. So they just don't have a whole lot of firepower. And you have to think, uh, first of all, the money that came in on Tennessee, probably more than likely public money uh, infatuated with that volunteer offense. But it's difficult not to be infatuated with that Tennessee offense. They can score in bunches. And, you know, I, my tendency would be to lean towards a, a three-touchdown-plus home underdog in this kind of spot. But you have to look at the, the side that you're backing. And I just don't have enough confidence that South yeah. Carolina can score enough points to keep up with the Volunteers.
5: Circuit opener was actually 19 for Tennessee, 67.5 the total. That's now been bet up. Again, our high watermark, we had a couple books just touch 23 a second ago. And meanwhile, Jeff, we haven't updated this game yet. We probably only need to talk about it once. Clemson 20, PAT pending to go up 21 nothing on Miami. And the disastrous season for Mario Cristobal in South Florida continues.
4: Miami's just a bad football team. I think it's as simple as that and and look for Clemson, it's one of those games where you you really do need to look like you're a world beater against the Miami team that has all these injuries and poorly coached, just a mess all the way around.
5: Clemson getting the job done today is nineteen point favorites, already covering here and we're early in the second quarter there. Still a lot for us to get through. We'll have a bunch of the halftime lines coming up for the late afternoon games. A few more plays from Paul as the show continues on the night slate. But up next, it's Mike Peranio, Racing Sportsbook Manager at the Mandalay Bay, who stops by with Jeff.
3: This is live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSEN.com to check out current, betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving on every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. You can also not just check out today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way VEASAN is here to make you a better better all year round. Check out today. The betting splits for every game, vcin.com is where you find them. Happy to be with you live at Saturday here at Mandalay Bay. We'll get Ben and Paul back in a little bit, but as always, our guy, Mike Paranio, with us here at the BetMGM Sportsbook here at Mandalay Bay. It's a, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> you, you snap your fingers, you blink your eyes. We're f- five days from Thanksgiving.
0: I know, college football is gonna be over almost. It's Basketball's crazy. Basketball's gearing up. but. It's good to have you here.
4: No, I, I know. We, you, you, I, I missed you next week. Yeah. I know, last week, I know. I, I know you missed me. Oh, we're, we're happy to be back here at the uh, yeah. at the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook. Uh, a little crazy early on uh, the Michigan Illinois game, where Michigan survives with a field goal late. Illinois covers with ease. It was a pretty uh, pretty pro uh, uh, fighting Illini uh, crowd in here, Mike.
0: Yeah, and uh, that was actually one of the most. In- Games with the most interest on, but Illinois had slightly more tickets and money. But uh, it's interesting to see. uh, I know Illinois' coach lost his mom. Condolences to him. But I think that probably is a good handicapping angle too. I'm sure that team came together for him and didn't get the win, but they did cover.
4: Baylor TCU. Yeah. One of those where the short, basically the shortest of short you can get on a uh, on a favorite. TCU doesn't cover <laughs> as a one-and-a-half or a two-point favorite, but Moneyline gets home on the Horned yeah. Frog. So I would imagine there are a lot of people who, again, a lot of public bettors see, oh, it's a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Right. I'm going to just take it outright. So I would imagine that wasn't the worst result that TCU won but didn't cover,
0: correct? Yeah, that's usually when a favorite wins and doesn't – or when it covers and doesn't uh, hit the money line on a dog especially. But TCU was three-to-one tickets and money, so – Uh, we definitely needed the other side of that game. And, uh, uh, you know, that's a good point you make and it's something people should pay attention to. And when you get to one, one and a half, uh, sometimes the money line's just as good, but other times, you know, one can help you.
4: (laughs) Right, well, I mean, look, uh, minus 125, minus 120, it's not that far off of that minus 110. And, hey, the minus 120, minus 125 on TCU money line gets home, the minus 110, minus two, you're, uh, you're ripping yeah. that ticket up. So. Yeah, I, I'm a, I,
0: that kind of line two, minus one and a half. I don't take very many favorites, but if I did on a game that's minus one or two, that's a money line bet for me almost all the time.
4: Other early games that had a bunch of action. Uh, one of them went the sharp actions way. The other one did not. Both in the Big Ten. Wisconsin wins but doesn't cover against Nebraska. Michigan State, forget covering. It was a game outright in the double overtime to Indiana as a double-digit favorite at home.
0: Yeah, and that game was probably a lot of public moving, that line. Uh, There was some sharp money on Nebraska that brought it, I think, down to 10 at one Mm -hmm. point. Maybe that's where it closed. I didn't see the actual finish. Uh, Had some large wagers on today's action, too. The largest was... Uh, Largest wagers, good six-figure wagers, Kansas plus nine and a half. Uh, When we get a dog like that bet, you know it's uh, probably sharp money. (laughs) Oklahoma State plus seven and a half also was a a big six-figure bet, here in Nevada anyway. And that's something to keep in mind, too. We talk a lot about Nevada here. Nevada's a good segment to be paying attention to. I mean, nationwide, it's good to know what's going on. But Nevada, we're from all over the country here. There's no super set of fans. The Raiders are kind of, the Knights kind of are. But we can see bets coming in here that are really public money. It's not right. New Jersey getting Rutgers money or that kind of stuff.
4: Well, and also, too, again, the other way, just looking at sharp action. A lot of the sharps live here. Right. That's still. true, too. So yeah. it works both ways on, on that one, uh, for sure. Looking at later games. Uh, oh, this was a fun one. A three touchdown line in North Carolina and Georgia Tech. Uh, doesn't seem too interested, but it is a, a little bit of a lean towards the favored there, even though it's a big number.
0: Yeah, and actually, the Georgia Tech here, uh, unless that's changed, uh, I don't think it changed. It was three to one tickets and money on Georgia okay. Tech, uh, which is surprising. And that tells uh, minus 21. That's probably sharp money again being on that game. So, uh But that's an interesting game. Uh, Stanford, a later game. Cal is minus four and a half, at least last time I looked at it. It's four to one tickets and money on Cal, uh, which is interesting too. But you know, the game of the day probably in late game is interest is Tennessee. Uh, Even at that big number, uh, it's six to one tickets and 10 to one money on Tennessee.
4: Well, last week, Tennessee covered a huge number at home against Missouri. Uh, betting public, thinking, yeah, maybe they can do it again. This time, though, on the road as opposed to it being at Neyland like they were a week ago. Uh, the game, of the, you know, there's two pretty good late games. I want to start with the one that usually gets all the attention, but this year, because Oklahoma's not even bowl eligible yet, Oklahoma State has right. been dealing with a whole collection of injuries. Bedlam, OU, seven, seven and a half point favorite at home against Oak State, but just one of those where it's kind of uh kind of been not boomer sooner anything else but boomer sooner so far this Uh, year
0: yeah that oklahoma i think people are off that bandwagon now it seems like anyway it's four to one tickets and money on okie state so uh you know that's a bit of probably a little bit of both public and sharp money but mostly public money but uh you know that's a interstate rivalry so that'll have some impact on that game
4: look at it, that the total in the high 60s that's interesting because oklahoma state for the most part has been more of an under team oklahoma it all depends on what version of oklahoma's yeah, offense that's you get. true their too. defense is terrible their offense when they're right with dylan gabriel healthy is clearly an over team so uh, but yeah one of those that usually the main event on this saturday not is today because the main event's uh, just due west of here. The Battle of L.A., which means a whole heck of a lot this year because the winner of this game is going to more than likely represent the back 12 south here in Las Vegas in two weeks. USC, a short two-point favorite on the road in quotations <laughs> uh, at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. <laughs> yeah,
0: on the road is in quotations on there. And this will make the Last of the Pac-12 games, (laughs) matchups maybe, but uh, one of the most wagered late games. And it's good two-way action, but it's about two to one tickets and money on USC, uh, minus the two and a half I saw last time I looked at it. Uh, UCLA is the slight dog on there, both ranked teams. So it's a a big game, especially here on the West Coast. I'm sure we'll have lots of interest at that here in the book today.
4: Going to tomorrow, NFL-wise, of course, the big news this week, Buffalo and Cleveland move from Western New York where uh, they roughly have five and a half, six feet of snow at uh, the Bills Stadium right now. They're yeah. playing it in Detroit. The Bills still haven't left Buffalo yet. They're going to get there hopefully later today. How are you guys handling the venue change? How does that work here at BetMGM Sports? And,
0: you know, that's interesting, too, because at any change of location, it's immediately games refunded. Uh, for that novice betters. they maybe don't know that because... They don't know change of locations, but we talked about it on this show that everyone should know your house rules. It's important if you're gonna bet, especially if you're betting even every week, go to your book, stop in, say, can I have a copy of the house rules? Get them, because it's gonna make a big difference on, uh, there'll be some people that thought they won that aren't gonna have live tickets. So It's uh, just one of those things that doesn't happen often, but if you don't know the rules, you don't know what you're doing.
4: Since the venue shift, what is it? What has it been looking like? Uh, bill seven and a half right now.
0: Yeah, the the money on that game has been pretty good. Uh, it's a it's a marquee matchup, of course, and uh, it's about five to one tickets, money and tickets on the bills. So,
4: what are what are your bigger games tomorrow as of right now, Mike?
0: Well, I've uh, got a little bit on the Commanders Texans game. It's four to one tickets, eight to one money on the football team from Washington D.C. Okay. So <laughs> that's interesting. They looked good last week, but uh, they might bounce off that uh, performance they had last week. Uh, the other game that had six figures too uh, was about a hundred to one more money on the Pats due to the large wager we took a six figure, good six figure. So the Pat- Patriots are minus three and a half. Uh, the Giants game is about 10 to 1 tickets and money on Giants. So those are some really one-sided games we have here in Nevada.
4: Cowboys and Vikings, the best game of the day late tomorrow. Uh, one of those where, if you're not familiar with betting, be like, huh, why is Minnesota an underdog <laughs> in this game? They've won all these games in a row, one and a half point dog. Uh, just uh, what what are you looking at for that one, uh, Dallas and Minnesota?
0: And that's one of them where there's split split decision. You got uh, two to one tickets on the Vikings, but three to two Cowboy money. And that's like we discussed, that's a big six figure bet too on the Cowboys that move that. But the tickets being on the Vikings, they're getting bet just because they've been covering with miracles uh, quite often. And people tend to get on that bandwagon. And not everyone's convinced about Dallas. Uh, They seem good and then you never know.
4: After watching Green Bay the other night, wasn't inspiring what happened to them in the fourth quarter of Lambeau yeah. just a week ago. Mike Perrano, everyone, Racing Sportsbook Director here at Mandalay Bay. The Bet MGM property here at Mandalay Bay. Mike, pleasure as always. Thanks see for you next having week. me. We happy it. Thanksgiving as well. Yeah, we'll happy see you, uh, Thanksgiving to everyone. After Thanksgiving. Come
0: see us for Thanksgiving.
4: Absolutely. We're back with more next on Live Bet Saturday.
2: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC
6: Radio 4,
2: Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
6: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
2: He says, somebody's in the house. And I
0: screamed.
2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
3: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the sports betting network.
5: BetMGM is offering soccer fans a chance at winning big, really, really big. The World Cup Bracket Challenge is free to play, and it's only at the King of Sportsbooks. Pick a perfect bracket, and you'll take home $250,000. If you fall a little short, the player with the most correct picks for the entire tournament wins a top prize of up to $50,000. Plus, you'll receive a $5 parlay free bet for every group stage winner chosen correctly. Go to slash World Cup Bracket and make your free picks in the World Cup Bracket Challenge today. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in... Nevada, I know Jeff's got some uh, action on Ecuador-Qatar to open up the World Cup tomorrow morning there, 11 a.m. I do not uh, ask at as this moment,
4: shockingly enough. Biggest
5: upset so far of the day, uh, day uh, hold on, there, I, I said
4: as of ne- Ben Key. As of now. As, as of, of now. now. All
5: right. Thanks for thanks as for as the clarification there, <laughs> uh, Jeff. I'm excited I'll be filling in on uh, VEASAN Big Bets Monday with Amal Shaw, which we go on the air right as USA and Wales kick off to start the USA's uh, World Cup bid. But back to the real football here on a college football Saturday. Paul, we just saw Ohio State punch in a field goal to go up 10-6 on Maryland. That is going to be, uh, at least right now, a rocking chair cover if you took Maryland first half, catching 16-and-a-half, down 10-6 at the 10-minute mark of the first half. And in the meantime, Georgia continues to settle for field goals up 6 nothing. but did force a Kentucky punt, and the Bulldogs now driving here, trying to get another three before the end of the first half at 6-0 here. So, uh, at least to you, from what you've watched so far, more uh, kind of confounding effort. Uh, Paul, would you rate it Ohio State or Georgia, your two top teams in the country, each struggling to cover big numbers on the road?
3: Yeah, I mean, so far, um, Kentucky's still in the – in the game there against georgia and, and maryland hanging tough against ohio state and looked like the ball did hit the ground but maryland had uh, a near uh, double deflection interception there that got uh, overturned because it did hit the ground but yeah both those teams struggling especially the buckeyes So. Just never know what you're going to get on a late uh, November Saturday afternoon. You certainly never know. That was almost a
5: disaster, as Paul mentioned, for C.J. Stroud, near interception there. Uh, but both of those dogs, especially first halves, Georgia was laying 13-and-a-half against Kentucky. So you, it's a minor sweat, but even with a touchdown, uh, it would take something crazy to not cover that first-half number with the Wildcats. Jeff, I know you're sweating full game there, uh, plus the 22-and-a-half. Uh, as far as some of the other in-game action, Wild that in Morgantown, Jeff, we didn't have a single point in the fourth quarter. Uh, You're you're sweating West Virginia plus the eight. That game was 41-25 to at the half. Went over early second quarter. And then uh, what happened? It it forgot how to score all of a sudden? Jeff, what's going on there? Your guess
4: is as good as mine, Ben. (laughs) Your guess is as good as mine. You know, it's it's one of these games where it's both – Green is playing quarterback for West Virginia, Howard, who – He's played very well when he's had to for Kansas State on uh, the backup for Martinez. But look, it's just one of those where the lights just went out pretty quickly. Uh, but again, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to get a push out of this. Down 16. Uh, right. K-State just turned it over on downs. Uh, I- K-State winning this game by eight would be a very positive result for me with the way that this game has gone uh, where Kansas State has clearly been the better team in this game, and the result indicates that right now. Yeah,
5: when you, I think you gave a good piece of actionable advice earlier, Jeff. We talked about the halftime line. This was 30-and-a-half, and you're thinking, look, there's been an absolute boatload of points, but at, at this rate, you've missed so many good numbers, probably not worth trying to chase and over, and it's a, it's a good thing for, for betters who at least – stayed off of that because we've had zero points in the second half so far 30 and a half was that second half spread uh, the other second half we were looking at and i know jeff you would felt uh, pretty solid at least with how oregon state it looked even if it didn't worth it didn't warrant a bet It's been all Oregon State in the second half. They were up 14-7 at the break against Arizona State and are now whitewashing the Sun Devils away. 28-7 as we go to the fourth quarter. That also is pacing well to the under 53-and-a-half. Oregon State looking to get the cover uh, there minus the seven. So a couple of those halftime lines that we talked about a little earlier in the show. Plenty of halftime lines for us to get into uh, as we continue. Uh, Paul, I wanted to get your take on another Big 12 matchup since we're talking Uh, at least West Virginia, K-State right now. K-State trying to hang on and win that game to move closer to getting into the Big 12 championship game. But for two teams who are on the outside looking in, it is bedlam tonight, Uh, at least if you compare the amount of buildup for a game like this rivalry. Not as much as in previous years, with not a whole lot to play for. Cowboys and Sooners there in Norman. But uh, we've seen the money come into Oklahoma from six-point favorites up to seven and a very high total of 67. So a disappointing season all year for Brent Venables in year one. We've seen Mike Gundy's Cowboys struggle over the past couple weeks as well, falling out of contention in the Big 12. Uh, What are you doing with a rivalry spot that still does have a pretty uh, high spread at seven given the tightly lined nature of these two teams in general?
3: Well, that's exactly what I'm I'm doing, Ben. I'm going to look at that high spread. and, And first of all, like so many quarterbacks throughout the nation this year, uh, Oklahoma State veteran quarterback, Spencer Sanders, he's been banged up, been dealing with persistent pain in his throwing shoulder for much of the year. Uh, He's made it clear that he's going to play tonight in what could be uh, his final version of the rivalry simply referred to as Bedlam. Uh, Oklahoma State uh, historically exceeds public perception under uh, Mike Gundy, and they are especially fond of the underdog role the Cowboys 17-7 against the spread since the start of 2015. Meanwhile, Oklahoma, you know, it's been a very uh, lackluster uh, year for Brent Venables, as you pointed out, in year one. Oklahoma's actually dropped its last two games as the favorite in both of those games, favored by three on both occasions, lost as a three-point favorite against Baylor two weeks ago and then lost as an eight-and-a-half-point road favorite this past week. It was Virginia. Now they're giving seven to Oklahoma State. You know, in my opinion, take the seven, take the Cowboys. Uh, I think they keep it close and maybe even defeat the Sooners tonight in Norman. And you're starting to see there's, at least at MGM, Paul,
5: that seven now juiced to the OU side. So you might even get fortunate to even, even catch a hook here before we get to kickoff. Pretty interesting that Oklahoma – this will be the seventh Big 12 game they're favored in this year. A team that's two and five outright in the Big 12, one and five against the number so far in those games where they have been favored within the conference. As we look at some of the other action going on right now and thinking about teams who have struggled to score and be consistent so far this year. Jeff, uh, it's 10, it's nothing Iowa on top of Minnesota right now. Are game you are over. you willing to say, yep, that's what I was going for. Game over, game over, game over, game over. <laughs> game over. <laughs> you willing to take it? I mean, we're at 33 and a half here as an in-game total. You did get the small boost with a Spencer Petrus QB sneak touchdown. Is that enough for you to want to say, all right, let me, let me bang this thing under and, uh, and what? expect like a 10, three game. I will say Minnesota is on the move though.
4: Yes. I, I will give you that. Yeah, look. Ben, sometime, we, we usually box score dive, and usually the box score is right more times than not based off of how the game is going. Petrus to Laporta, a 58-yard pass, has totally messed up what this box score really is for Iowa, because other than that pass play, Iowa has done essentially nothing offensively. That big pass play set up the touchdown, uh, and, and look, Ben, or excuse me, set up the field goal. Uh, the touchdown was set up uh, uh, because they hit LaPorte on another 24-yard play. So, look, it's been all the big tight end right now for Iowa. I don't anticipate being seeing them being able to move the ball while the rest of the way. Uh, someone I respect, Ben, had this game modeled at 12-8. to 8 final score. <laughs> That's, so, great. Um, That's great. Um, I was already exceeded the uh the eight that was projected for them by by this person I uh, I really trust.
5: I mean if Minnesota punches this in for six, the first and 10 at the 12 and we did just see this take up to thirty six Isn't that the spot you look at Jeff if you're getting if you're getting 10-7? And you're probably going to be at, I would guess, at that point, 38-and-a-half. So you'd be, you'd be looking at 21-and-a-half the rest of the game. Isn't that your, your buy point to the under?
4: I don't know, Ben. I, I, I mean, these, the, the one problem is when you're dealing with a total that is so ridiculously low, I, like I this game, all it takes is one of these quarterbacks is Petrus in the backup for Minnesota. All it takes is one of these guys who aren't particularly good throw a pick six, and then all of a sudden you're, uh, your total's in peril. I mean, we, we saw a ridiculously low total. Earlier in the year when Iowa went to Piscataway to take on Rutgers and two Rutgers pick sixes, blew up that under. So it's just hard when these totals are so ridiculously low. All it takes is one Bad play by a quarterback, and all of a sudden you're you're really in trouble.
5: The it's uh, the two quarterbacks at Iowa and Minnesota. A combined ten of eleven, 172 yards so far. I'm just saying, that's as just, as all as we all expect, there's no way that is continuing. Uh, I, you mentioned not Sam Laporta, the uh, the tight end <laughs> for Iowa. Any relation to uh, Matt Laporta, former uh, former Cleveland Indian, uh, top prospect in baseball? I'm not I'm not sure. I I, I thought that was a great guy, guy to guy Cash to bring that up. That mentioned. Uh, Yes. A Brewers trade Nine away. 9 million to one. Matt Laporta for C.C. Sabathia, one of the greatest <laughs> midseason trades of all time in, uh, in 2008. <laughs> I knew Paul would appreciate that as well. Uh, Georgia kicks a field goal going into the half. So 9 nothing. If you back the Wildcats in the first half, plus 13 and a half, or the under, you get home. Will Jeff cash that full game at uh, 22 and a half? We'll see. But 9 nothing. Georgia has looked very... Uh, un- unsatisfying, at least from a you know an eye test basis so far. We'll see what that second half line looks like. We'll get both Paul and Jeff's thoughts on the halftime line as well as all of our late afternoon window games as we come down to half. In addition to that, Paul has a few more late night plays that we'll get in our final hour of Live Bet Saturday.